Hello, Tony Jenkins here from Brown and Brook. It's the 18th of March and welcome to this week's podcast version of my blog, which you can also read if you uh, join our mailing list. You'll get a monthly newsletter with all the blogs and uh, also if you just visit our website you'll be able to download it and read it. Anyway, this week, unveiling the secrets of Blackheath's housing market, insights from the 2021 census. The property market is one of the most important economic indicators, as it can significantly impact the prosperity of both the local and national economy. Recently, new data from the census 2021 has become available that sheds light on seldom discussed areas of property, such as the types of properties Blackheath has, together with how we live in and use our homes. This data could be of interest to all Blackheath people. However, it should be fascinating to Blackheath homeowners and landlords, as it can help them make informed future decisions about buying, selling and renting property. Furthermore, comparing the data to the national st statistics can provide a broader perspective and better understanding of how we live in our homes in Blackheath. In this report, I will analyse seven measurements from the new census data to assess the suburbs housing stock and provide valuable insights for potential buyers and sellers. The seven metrics I have selected provide essential information about the suburbs demographics, housing types and tenure. Number one, population and households of Blackheath. Knowing the population of a suburb is essential for a variety of reasons. First and foremost, it helps us understand the demographic makeup of Blackheath. The information is crucial for local authority officials and businesses as they decide where to allocate resources, how to serve the community's needs, like whether we need to build more new homes, for example. Looking at demographics allows for better long-term planning and development, and for savvy buy-to-let Blackheath investors to spot opportunities years in advance. Additionally, population data can help identify trends and changes in the community over time. I will revisit this in future articles where I will discuss the growth of Blackheath over the last few decades and what that means for the property market and long-term house prices. Finally, having accurate population figures is necessary for allocating government funding and resources, making it critical for our suburbs' overall health and well-being. The population of Blackheath currently stands at 6,900 in 3,000 households. Number two, the age profile of the people who live in Blackheath. The age profile of a suburb's population provides valuable insights into the local property market. For example, suppose the suburb has a large population of retirees. In that case, it is more likely to have a higher demand for bungalows or sheltered accommodation. In comparison, a suburb with a large student population may have more demand for shared accommodation. Knowing the age profile of a suburb's population is crucial for targeting the right buyers and understanding the potential market for different types of properties. 17.9% of Blackheath's population is 65 years or over, compared to the national average of 18.4%, so slightly less but not a huge difference. Again, I will delve into this in more detail in my articles on Blackheath property market in the coming months. Number three, Blackheath household composition. One person households versus family households. Understanding household composition is crucial for predicting the demand for different properties. For example, if the suburb has a large population of single people, there may be more demand for one bedroom apartments or studios. However, if the suburb has many families, there may be more demand for three or four bedroom houses and schools. 
33.9% of Blackheath households are one-person households, compared to 30.2% nationally, and 59.7% of Blackheath households are single-family households, compared with 63% nationally. The remainder is made up of shared accommodation, etc. Number four, Blackheath accommodation types, houses or apartment. Knowing the accommodation type is critical in understanding the local property market's demand and supply. For example, if the suburb has many apartments, it may indicate that the suburb is high, has a higher demand for properties with lower maintenance costs or land is too expensive to build houses on. Conversely, if the suburb has a higher than the national or regional average number of houses, it may indicate that it has more families looking for larger properties. 79.9% of the homes in Blackheath are houses, compared to the national average of 77.9. Now this is quite interesting, considering our proximity to London, you know, we're part of it really, and um, you would have thought that the national average uh, obviously takes into account a lot of towns and villages, so for Blackheath to have a higher proportion of homes than the national average, it's quite significant. Number of bedrooms in Blackheath. The number of bedrooms is another crucial factor that affects the local property market. Knowing the average number of rooms in the suburb can help predict the demand for different property types. For example, if the suburb has many four or five bedroom properties, it has more affluent buyers looking for larger properties. So 13.6% of Blackheath homes are one bed households, which is a bit above the national average. 33% are two bed households, which again is above national average. 45.7% of Blackheath homes are three-bed households, which is more than 5% above the national average of 40.4. And only 7.7% of Blackheath homes are four-bed or more, compared with 21% nationally. So that's like a third, you know, 7.7 compared to 21.1. So that's significant. Number six, occupancy rating for Blackheath bedrooms whether a property is under-occupied or overcrowded. Knowing the occupancy rating for bedrooms is critical in understanding the local property market's demand and supply. For example, if the suburb has many under-occupied properties, it could indicate people living in homes too big for their daily needs. 23.9% of Blackheath homes have two or more spare bedrooms compared to the national average of 42.7%. So that is a lot lower. And I guess that makes sense. The way London house prices are, it's quite, uh, it's quite, you know, quite wasteful to have empty bedrooms, um, whereas they're not of quite such a critical value elsewhere in the country, and so more people have them. Number seven, tenure of Blackheath households, whether owned outright, owned with a mortgage, or social housing, or privately rented. Understanding households' tenure is essential in understanding the local property market's demand and supply. For example, if the suburb has a higher number of households in social housing, it may indicate there is less demand for private rental properties. Conversely, if the suburb has an increased number of households owning properties outright, it usually suggests there are more older homeowners compared to younger homeowners. So, 27% of Blackheath households own their own home without a mortgage, compared to 32.8% nationally. So that's 5% less. Yeah, that's significant. Um, but I guess it's not surprising considering the value of properties in Blackheath. 27.1% of Blackheath households own their own home with a mortgage, compared to 297 nationally, very similar figures. Just under 30% of Blackheath households live in social housing, compared to 17.1% nationally. That's 
an indication that we're you know part of a major city. 16% of Black East households live in private rented accommodation compared with 20.4% nationally. So it's a little bit less than the national average, um, which uh, I, I frankly a little bit surprised by as we you know, are quite near, <laughs> we're part of a major world city, you would expect a higher proportion of rented. So what is all this telling us? The seven metrics discussed in this article on Blackheath provide valuable insights into the suburb's demographics and the future of Blackheath's property market demand and supply. As a Blackheath estate agent, having a deep understanding of these metrics can help me better target potential buyers, predict the demand for different types of properties, and provide valuable insights and advice to Blackheath house sellers, buyers, and buy-to-let landlords. If you're considering moving home in 2023 and want to know how this data will affect your buying or selling decisions, please do not hesitate to contact me for a personalised, no-obligation, no-cost consultation. I'm here to help you make informed decisions and find your dream property in this thriving suburb of Blackheath. Now, I know for many of you, just me using the word suburb throughout this article might be a bit irritating. A lot of people like to think of Blackheath as a village. Um, it's certainly got a villagey feel and it's known as Blackheath Village and people talk about the village. Um, but I'm afraid, like it or not, we are a suburb of London and, uh, you know, it's just accurate to express it that way. Tune in next week for more. Cheers. Take care. Bye.